Welcome to Real Black Cops in the Form Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about the inner cities of America. We're going to address a comment. Um, we're going to talk about black on black crime. We're going to talk about politics. And we're going to talk about the phraseology of white on white crime. And we're going to compare that to black on black crime. How about that? And we're just going to have a real adult conversation and we're going to shoot the bobo. And we're going to have a good time because we're going to talk about the history of cities. Right? Because on Real Black Content is Fun Podcast, beloved, we call the cities the nigger-making manufacturing centers of America. But it's a reason why we say that. We just ain't throwing no words out. <laughs> we are saying this is historically what cities do. They make niggas, right? I want to say, beloved, shout out to the commenters because comments, of course, on this podcast is the engine and the fuel to the machine, right? When you see us make a conversation, uh, we just didn't pull it out of thin air. We go to the comments and then we allow the commenters to determine what direction this podcast is going to go as far as conversation is concerned, right? It's good energy from the kings and queens, beloved, and we just, we have a conversation based on that, right? So the commenter says, just a question, is black on black crime perpetuated on blacks by blacks because of being black, or is it regular crime as white on white crime is considered? Latino on Latino, Asian on Asian, after what you said about L.A., it's all true. A rat race on steroids, right? All right. And again, we appreciate the comment. So let's go. Um, yeah, beloved, let's have that conversation, right? Here on Real Black Contents Forum Podcast, we do indeed talk about black on black crime. And we want to highlight the crime and circle it. And we're going to talk about what is white on white crime? What is brown on brown crime? What is yellow on yellow crime? Right? Let's just let's have a conversation about that. The phraseology and the terminology, right? <laughs> I want to say right around 1980s is the first time I can recall the term white on white crime being used, right? It came from liberals, and those guys are tricksters, right? They're mixologists. They're devils, and they, um, they're pretty good at giving our people half the truth. So when you see those guys lie, they're speaking in their native tongue because this is what liberals do, right? So, you know, the violence that went through every inner city in America was always recorded and documented as an issue. And that issue was coined black on black crime. Now, crime itself, it can be manipulated. You can manipulate crime with over-policing. You can get a bunch of guys in jail just by over-policing anything. In order to see the true behavior of a community, of a city, of a people group is, in my estimate now, beloved, you always look at the homicide numbers because the homicide numbers is going to tell the tale 
of the behavior pattern of the people. You always look at the homicide numbers. You, you don't look at the crime statistic numbers. You look at the homicide, right? Okay. Why don't write crime is a phrase that came from liberals. And in my estimate, they brought that phrase to us because they didn't want niggas to feel so bad about them killing each other. So they say, hey, listen, because this is what liberals do. They mix up the truth. They make psychologists. They're tricksters. They say, look, black man and black woman, you kill where you live. I don't know if you guys ever heard that phrase before. You kill where you live, right? And then they start showing you statistics. They say, listen, black on black crime is to the tune of 90%. But then they say, white on white crime is to the tune of 90%. And they say, look, the brown man, brown on brown crime is 90%. And then they say, Yellow on yellow crime, which is our Asian brothers, is two hundred ninety percent, and they say, "Listen, we're all equal, because you all kill where you live." I don't know if you ever heard that statement. And again, they come amongst us to tell niggas this because niggas, you won't feel so embarrassed or you ashamed because y'all killing each other at a higher rate. They say, "No, you guys are not. You're killing each other at a normal rate of ninety percent, just like the rest of us." This is how they. They bring it to you like this, right? All right. How you see through the bullshit in that, beloved, is that you don't look at the percentage because it's just a percentage. You look for the number. What is the actual number of the homicides that happen in black and black violence? And what is the actual number in brown on brown, yellow on yellow, and white on white? You don't look at the percentage. The guy's a devil. He's going, he's a trickster. He is excellent at technology. But if we want to help our people, we got to look at the real mirror. We can't look at what we had to look at the real deal. Black folks have an issue because in our village, our homicide number is higher than all the rest of the ethnicities combined. Did you hear that? Not the percentage, the number. So I'll give an example. Our conversation was based on a young brother. His name is PNB. He's an entertainer. He's a hip hop artist. He lost his life in Los Angeles and he's originally from Philadelphia, right? If we go and pull up the numbers on Philadelphia alone, to date, there have been 388 homicides in 2022. This is a 1% increase from last year. Now, Philadelphia is the sixth largest city in the nation. It got like 1.5 million people. Okay, so now we have to do the hard numbers. 388 homicides in the city of Philadelphia. This is black on black violence. Now, if this whole 90% shit is real, that means I should be able to take other cities that's outside of Philadelphia because, you know, Philadelphia is a large city. So I should be able to go outside of Philadelphia. And these are, of course, smaller cities, but I'm going to have to combine all these smaller cities in the state of Pennsylvania that are equal up to 1 million, and I have to see, do I get 388 homicides out of that? Because this is what the black city is doing. So I got to go through all these white cities and put them all together and see if I get 388. And when you do that, beloved, you don't get it. You don't get 388. That's the problem. That means that our community is having a real issue that is unique outside of the rest of the communities that we live amongst. We're different. Not a good different. This is a bad different. Now, 
Here's another number I'm going to give you in Philadelphia because we ain't playing a 90% game and white on white crime. No, no, we're not going to play that game. Black folks have a unique issue in this country. We have a real problem. We got to address our real problem. In the city of Philadelphia, this year, 1,700 people have been shot. I want you to stop. I want you to let that marinate. 1,700 people have been shot. They didn't die. 388 of those that were shot, they died. But let's go to the bigger number. 1,700 people were shot, meaning somebody pulled a pistol from their waist or got it out their car or they came out of their house and they pointed a pistol at another black person and they pulled the trigger. So even though we got 388 homicides so far in the city of Philadelphia, that was not the everybody else that intended to shoot. They wanted to kill their target, I suspect. 1700 black folks shot 70 this is i gotta put this in your mind beloved now nobody can't come amongst us and say listen beloved it's okay shamika latanya jerome because see white on white crime is just the same as yours no it's not the same something is wrong with niggas now i'm an original man you think i enjoy saying this kind of shit you think you think we just get happy on the microphone and say, hey, you know, we like we no, this we don't like saying this shit. We left to go out in these cities and live it. It's our babies out here that's out here on the streets, beloved. Seventeen hundred people in Philadelphia this year have been shot. What are you gonna do about that? What other ethnicities do is they allow their culture to fix the issues. But see, we don't have a culture, beloved. Black Americans in the inner city, we don't. Our culture came out of the South. We left what mama them told us back down in the South because see the history of cities in America is to build and make niggas. The inner cities of America is nigger making manufacturing centers, beloved. It's just not it. This is not nothing new. It just didn't recently become this way. It was always this way. Let me give you the history on, on the city of Detroit where I'm from, right? And I'm going to show you what I mean about how cities make niggas, right? If you look at the early colonists of the city of Detroit, they were Frenchies. There was Frenchies and there was Indians. That's who had the city first, right? You know, this is where you get Cadillac from. You know, you see the fancy car, you know what I mean? Diamond in the back, sun rooftop. Digging the scene with the gangster link. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> well, people love these caddies, right? But that's who uh, supposedly, quote unquote, founded Detroit. Cadillac founded Detroit, right? Okay. So you got the Frenchies and you got the Indians, right? Okay. I want to say in the 1800s, you get a mass. I'm talking about we started getting, they was coming in left and right. You get a mass, 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 I'm talking about, they're coming on that ship. Heavy, heavy, beloved. We get a, a good dosage of Irish. They came into the city in the 1800s. I'm talking about Detroit. If you look at the old gazettes and the paper clippings, the Irish were the first niggas of Detroit. Because when they got there, the immigrants 
They was looked at fighters. They was drunkards. They was robbers. They was killers. They created gangs. They wasn't to be trusted. And bop, 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 bop. That was the Irish. First niggas of the city. And then you got the Italians came in shortly after them. And it was the same thing. They brought these gangs. They called it mafia, the mob. They These guys are drunkards. They're crooks. They love to gamble and bop, bop, bop. The second niggas of the city, right? The government whooped on their ass so much so that they folded. They gave in. The Irish have then took over the, I want to say, law enforcement. They made that deal. And if you see law enforcement and the culture of law enforcement, it's the Irish. You know, they got the 21 gun salute. They blow these bagpipes. They do all this, this shit that they get from Ireland, right? The Italians did a different deal. They went with the fire department. So that's their portion that they got. While they're working the cities, and I, I can imagine, just like Detroit, so went Philly, so went Jersey, so went Chicago, so went Cleveland. It's all the same. These cities was occupied first by the the Irish came, first niggas, and then the Italians came behind them. All right. Our people is in the south in the fields. We have this thing about black folks. We have a pride. We have arrogance. We say things to the, uh, to the tune of, we built America. You know, America wouldn't be shit if we, we built this, we built that. And we, we built a lot of stuff. Primarily what we did build was the wealth of America. The southeast portion of America, to be more particular. And who ran that was small hats and devils. We was on them fields. And we was working. There was planners on the books. We was working for free or very small income. And we made those people rich and wealthy. There's a lot of old money, as they say in the South. We didn't build the West. We did not build the West Coast. We, built, we didn't build the East Coast. Those cities was already constructed by the Frenchies, the Irish, and the Italians. So when we moved in, they just moved out. Now, this is what I mean, beloved, when I say the cities are nigger-making manufacturing centers of the United States, right? When we got to the cities, the streets or the street code, or the underworld was already constructed. The Irish and the Italians invented the street world. And when we got there, they gave us the rules. The street world worked like this, it works like that, no snitching, this, that, blah, blah, blah. They gave us these rules. We trying to follow behind these folks. Now all this shit, the underworld is financed by small hats. He's always gonna be in the back, behind the curtain, putting the money up for you to be foolish. So you got all this bootleg liquor and this and that and this boot, these gambling houses and they running the numbers and all this old kind of shit. But he's in the back financing everything. But the quote unquote street code or the street culture is invented again, beloved, by small hat, Irish and the Italians. Our people went into the streets and we took on the street culture. We didn't bring what mom and them gave us. Our true culture of being righteous, we left that in the South. We came up north to these cities in the Midwest and we became different. We became a nigger. They taught us how to be niggas through street culture because this is what street culture makes. It makes niggas. All right, beloved. One of the questions that the commenter asked was this, right? 
they asked, was black on black crime just on blacks by blacks because of being black? Like, did we just violate each other just because we were black? And my answer to that, beloved, is yes, we did. Of course we did. We assaulted black people just because they were black. Because this is the code. It was stamped by liberals. This came from the big house in Washington, beloved. In 1968, there was a devil named Lyndon Bain Johnson. Him and Congress, they passed a law and it was called the hate crime bill. What the hate crime bill did is it made you, you can only shoot, kill, and stab your own people. Because when it started to have diversity in this country, you know, if you, um, if you was a, if you was a black person, right. And you went out to the Italian neighborhood and you stabbed you a while, or you went out there and you seen this, you, you went out there where those uh, sand niggas is at and you stabbed you in the air or something like that. You was violent to somebody that was non-black. Let me just say it that way. If they came back and they can say, well, he did this because of my race. He did this because of my religion, my national origin. He, blah, 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 blah. They sold him that old song and dance. Because of that 1968 statue, instead of you getting five years for assault, you got 20. Instead of getting 10 years for that homicide, you got 30. Because you did it outside your race. That was a setup to keep niggas killing each other at a higher rate than anybody else. Now, the same liberal, he come back behind you, he coddle you, he say, hey, listen, see, you do the same thing we do at the total 90%. You don't. The 90% part is right, but when you look at the number, it's not the same. It's always higher than any other ethnicity in the whole state, wherever you at, because you're in the cities. That's how that works, beloved. And again, I know we go through the whole, we built America. We love that whole, yeah, we built America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you got to the city of Detroit, them goddamn houses and all this shit, all that shit was already built. When you got to Cleveland, it was already built. So you came in, historically, beloved, they call that white flight. You came in and they moved out. They let you have it. Hmm, shit, you want it, you got it. They packed up, they shit and left. You went into Cincinnati. You went into Indianapolis. You know what I'm saying? You went into Boston. Well, they ain't dead. They really ain't give you all of Boston. They they gonna hold on to Boston, but you know, <laughs> they gave you Charlotte. No, <laughs> they gave you they gave you Louisville. You know, they gave you what they can give you. They they held on to some of these cities. Nah, this shit gonna belong to us. We ain't getting up out of here because all that shit was Irish when I went to. I felt like I was in Ireland when I went to Boston. <laughs> they ain't giving up that. We took on the street culture. We don't have our original culture no more. We don't got what mom and them taught us. Yeah, niggas shoot niggas just because they're niggas. Do we like saying that? No. We use Philadelphia as a conversational piece today. 1,700, I don't, I don't know if you can really fathom that. 1,700 plus people were shot in Philadelphia. Can you can you fathom that? These are black folks now. Something is wrong with us. And I can guarantee, beloved, all this activity happened between 16 to 25. I want to bump up that last number. Let's say 16 to 29. So I had brothers come on the podcast and they say, V, we like what you're saying, but you paint the picture that all black men are violent. And I can point to any nigga making manufacturing city in America and I can show you they're violent. Our people is violent there, beloved. 
Now, what normally gets a people group out of a out of a mud hole, you know, out of a quicksand is culture. We do not have culture. We're religious. But the religion that we take on from the East is not going to work for us like it works for them because their religion, it's their culture. It's the same thing. So, like, I can come on and I can play the uh, the Arabian game with my people and I can get down and I can do the rituals of the, what they do in the East. Like, I'm an Arab. I can make Shahada. I can make Salat. I can do Hajj. But it's not going to work for me like it works for them because that's... Their religion is their culture. It's it going it come out of them. It's going to work for them. Or let's say if I go to a different part of the East, I can do the ritual, I can do baptism, I can do tithing, I can do communion. But what is my culture? How is my culture going to get me out of this? Because I'm using their tools to fix my problems, but their tools work better for them. If I had, if I sat down 50 black men and we sit in a room and I say, um, what is the ritual that we do in our village that black men become black men? And I sit back and wait for an answer. I'll be there for a long time. I'll be there for, we're going to be there for a minute. Okay. What is the ritual that we do in our village that we, we are knighting young black men to be. This is this is the crossing over from teenager to adulthood. We don't have a ritual that signify that. We don't have a bar mitzvah. What do we? So what do we do? We don't do nothing. If I came and I set parents down, and I said, "What is the proper age that our children should date the opposite sex? What what is the proper dating age? This guy household gonna have an answer. This guy gonna have a household gonna have an answer. This guy household gonna have an answer. But the folks in the east, see, they already got it in their religion. They, they know what's the proper dating age. They already got that figured out. We don't have it figured out. So what we turn to is street culture in the inner cities, and it doesn't work. And we have to admit, well, we got a problem in our neighborhood because we can't fix nothing. The real common shit, we don't have an answer for common shit because we don't have a culture in the inner cities. So something is wrong with us, beloved. Something, something is wrong. You know, back when I was in high school, beloved, we had metal detectors on every door entering the high school. Metal detectors. This is a place of learning. We had to literally go through metal detectors every day. That means something is wrong. Listen, when churches or religious temples need alarm systems and barbed wire to protect What's in the inside, something is wrong. When you have a pollution problem in a neighborhood or a trash problem, it's, it's litter all over the place. That is a reflection of the behavior pattern of the people. Something is wrong. When you have a single parent epidemic, something is wrong. When you got the highest dropout rate in the country, something is wrong. When you got the worst health of any other ethnicity in the country, you got the highest STD rate than anybody else in the country. Something is wrong. When you got the lowest marriage rate, yet in the same breath, you got the highest divorce rate. Something is wrong. When all of your nightclubs, right? Because see, traveling is the best education. 
You went to Chinatown. You went into the club. You had a good time. You went to the Irish pub. You went, you and your partners, you had a good time. You went to the Italian spot. Went, sat down, ate, had a good time. When you got to come back to your nightclubs in the village, niggas got armed security out there. You got to go through a pat down process to just go into the club. Beloved, something is wrong. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. How do we fix this, beloved? We got to get married. Black folks got to have their own culture. I can sit back. I just watch our people run to the East. I'm talking about mentally. They staying in there. They think that East going. I'm like, all right, just let me know when you get back. <laughs> you know, some of our people really jumping on planes and going to Hodges and all right, well, let me know when you get back. Philadelphia is one of the most uh, Islamic cities, beloved. And you know, y'all, they just, they, everybody makes a lot and everybody, okay. 1,700 people got shot. Is it working? How do we, how do we use these religions from the East? How do we track progress? The buildings are here. You see all these large, everybody got a conference and this and that, and they going to sit the folks down and talk, talk, talking. Okay. What gets done? What gets better? What is what is the bar for something to get better? There is no bar. So you hear when you get around religious people, they say things like, we living in the last days, beloved. Things are getting worse. Crime is going up and this and that. And you have to, when you leave that city where they're from and you go outside the city, you don't think the world coming to an end. Like, nah, this shit ain't bad. It's just where niggas is at. We hate to say it. But we got to because this is an issue. If we don't give up all we got and sell out marriage, our people are going to be in big trouble. The future ain't no, we have to sell all the way out for the institution of marriage. That's the only way you can fix the village, beloved. You can't fix it no other way. You want to see people clean up their neighborhoods? You're going to look at that neighborhood different when you got a spouse. You're going to look at club life different when you got a spouse. You're going to value life different when you got a spouse. If everybody's single and their baby mothers, they're going to be, it's dangerous, beloved. That's a dangerous place. There is no families, man. The highest drug users in the United States is devils. Do you guys know that? Them folks love drugs. They really ain't really too keen on living in reality. They got to get high. They got to get high some some way, some form, some shape. But you know what? If you kind of watch those guys when they get they become junkies, even the females and males, it don't really matter. When they become junkies, their household can still kind of sustain itself because they was together. They believe they was already married. They got like a two parent household kind of deal. So daddy get on that shit. Mama got to hold everything together. The family and the kids, they lean on mama. When mama get on that shit, daddy got to hold everything together. They lean on daddy. All right, let's come to the black village now. See, we ain't got two parents in the household. We just got one. So when mama get on that shit, boom, the whole the household is fucked. Who we going to lean on? See, a drug dealer is more detrimental to our community than he is to theirs. They can bounce back. They can recover. 
their people is smart enough to build counseling centers and rehabs for their own that get an issue. Who's building a rehab center for you? Who, who's building a counseling center for you? I know y'all going to put some prayer on it. I get it because a lot of people going to put prayer over everything. Goddamn, we put the pork down. We praying over the pork now. This is where we at. You praying over that pork? Hyper everybody got hypertension. What, what's going on with the prayer? <laughs> I be asking like, yo, you praying over pork chops and chillings? Like, how is that? Your body as a black and brown person, it doesn't receive that well. It's not going to work out well. It's They don't work for you, beloved. Now, your own person that come amongst you will tell you that. The people in the East even know that. But we follow the folks in the East only so much. We in bad shape, beloved. We in bad shape, man. Our people got to totally sell out for marriage. Totally sell out for marriage. That is the only, you got to rebuild the family union. If your community and your village ain't got a family unit, man, you're not going to have shit. Yes, black folks kill black folks because they're black, because the liberals fixed it that way in 1968. If you shoot anybody outside your folks, that's a hate crime. The LGBT community, they were smart. They were slick on that. When they seen that, they jumped onto that shit. And they used the crime bill to protect them. This is where we at. This is this is this is where we at, beloved. We got to sell out for marriage. We got to sell out for marriage, man. Ain't nothing else going to work. If you really think about it, you know, black folks ain't got everything in this country that they beg for, and it don't make them no better. You got all the religious freedom in the world, don't make you no better. You got all the education in the world, it don't make you no better. You wasn't making money back in the day. You're making big money these days. Don't make you no better. Right? You said, you know what? There's a ceiling we got on us in America. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, if we could just get a, us a, a, a black president, we'd be, see, that's the only thing we can't do in America. Boy, you labor so hard. They gave you one. They, they, these folks gave you everything you want in this country. You want that? Boom, hon, you got it. You want just some coaches? Hon, you got it. You want just some political representation? Look, all your cities, they got shines at the top of all your cities now. Everything you said you wanted, the man that just sit back here and gave it to you. You still ain't got no better. You got everything but a spouse. I can submit to you. You can give all that shit back. Give all that political stuff back. Give up. And if you sell out for the institution of marriage, you'll get far. It doesn't dawn on our community that other ethnicities can come right in the country and pass you up. And you think, oh, man, they got some tax laws that they can get by seven years, brother. They get no, man, they, they coming over with a family unit. They gonna always pass you up. You're going to baby daddy your way through this society. You're going to baby mama your way through this society. That shit ain't work. They're going to always pass you up. That's the only way you can be saved. And then eventually we're going to have to get out of the cities. We got to get out. They, they was made to make niggas for cities. That's what these cities is for. They was made to make niggas. That's why they make them so big. They make them large on purpose to keep the crime rate up. They make them large on purpose so they can give you a chance to be wicked. They're, they're constructed to be large. They open up the borders for these cities on purpose. Hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you some real game and I'm going to let you guys go. How about this, right? You know, I'm going to tell you something I learned, right? 
See, the city of Detroit is so big, I've seen this shit firsthand. It's going to be hard for you to identify a sucker because the city kind of split. It's east side and then it's west side, right? You can be a sucker on the east side of Detroit, and then you come over on the west side and you can play monster. You the baddest, you the baddest motherfucker anybody ever seen. Then you see suckers on the west side. They was lames. But the city's so big, you can kind of go to the east and then you can recreate yourself. See, what cities do is they allow you to throw a rock and hide your hand. Because you can always hide out because it's so big. You don't have to be a man about shit. Now, when you leave a big city, you leave Philadelphia, you leave Detroit, Chicago, and you go down south to the smaller cities. See, you got to be more of a man now. Because, see, these cities just got one mall. They ain't got 10 shopping malls. They just got one. They ain't got a bunch of high school. They got three or four. So you can't throw no rock and hide your hand. You got to stand up for what it, you got to be who you are now. This is why people have difficulties being who they. This is why city boys don't want to go to smaller cities because you have to be a man about your shit. See, it's easy to be tough in this 30 other guys, but you you in the big city. When you go down to a smaller city, no, it's going to be hard to get 30 guys to follow. You know, you stand on your own. You get out there, you make that fist fight on your own. You got to, you got to throw that rock and you got to stand on that rock you threw because it's smaller. You can't hide in the crowd no more. Cities make good niggas because you can hide in the crowd. You can hide in the crowd. The smaller the community get, you can't hide that way. Everybody can just see who you is. <laughs> it's just not going to work. That's why some of these guys, they are, you hear stories over and over and over. He was the biggest gunslinger, the biggest thug on the street. And you call up one of your partners in prison. And you say, hey, man, is Smokey up in there? Is Lee Lee in there? Is Jojo in there? What are you doing up in there? He was a he was a killer on the street. And man, that nigga don't even come out of his cell. <laughs> he don't come out and do nothing. And the guy that was the lame in the neighborhood, he goes to prison. He's a somebody because he he was a lame. He did, he couldn't convince a lot of people to follow him. But when he get in that he get on that yard, it's different. Now he can stand talk. Who want it? Nobody wants it. Like, oh man, he. Peanut run to jail. <laughs> Peace and black power to you, family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out, beloved. You know, we just having a good time. We having a good time, beloved. But yeah, you know, when we tell these truths, beloved, it's not like we like to tell them. Our people got a problem. You know what I'm saying? We got a problem. We got a serious problem. And I can say it over and over and over. The only thing that's going to fix it is fixing the family unit. We got to go back to what mom and them taught us. Street culture, that shit ain't working. How many more brothers you got to see go to prison and die before we figure out it don't work? Young people got a saying, I don't need, they say, they caught them lacking. Listen to me, this is, this is nigga shit now. They caught them lacking, meaning you have to be on top of your toes, security time, all day surveillance from mother niggas. Now, we can't act like white on white crime is the same as black on black crime because when we get some money, we move to their neighborhood. They don't get no money and move to our neighborhood. They say, them niggas too violent. We get money and we move to their neighborhood and they we deal with the racial slurs and all that shit because we say, hey, man, this is better than what we deal with in the village. Niggas kill you in the village. 
And then they kill you and they expect you don't tell nobody. You seen it, you gotta act like you didn't see it. You go out there to those so-called devils where they live out. No, they tell everything. They're not, no, they don't believe, they don't believe in no code. They telling on everything. So if you, what you going to do, black man, you going to tell or you ain't. What you going to do about your neighborhood? If you bad, take your bad ass to jail. Go be bad in jail. Don't be bad out here on the street with us. Go take your bad ass to jail. But baby, that's a different story for a different day. This is Big VJ, Real Black Content, the Fun Podcast, man. I get it with you guys later. Peace. Thanks for viewing the podcast. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to the channel on all social media platforms. Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. And we out this piece.